0: Hello and welcome to the Quiver podcast. If it's your first time with us, Quiver is basically short Christian devotionals to help you walk out your faith in the modern life. So it's really, really simple. All we do is read through a passage of the Bible together. I'll share some of my thoughts and then we'll go into a time of basically guided devotion where you get to give back and, and pray and everything like that. And I'll close this out with a time of prayer as well. So today we are starting Second Kings. Now, why Second Kings? Pretty simply, just because that's where I've got to in my own personal reading. I'm kind of kicking myself. I didn't start the podcast at First Kings. We're a little bit out of whack here, but I figured, you know what? I'm on a roll here. We may as well just continue along this journey. So please settle in. Hope you enjoy. And I hope that you get something from it. Okay, so here is our Bible reading for today. It's 2 Kings chapter 1, and it is the whole chapter so bear with it it's one of those ones where there's lots of big names and everything like that but we're just going to plow through it and then we will share some thoughts on it so starting in verse 1 after King Ahab's death the land of Moab rebelled against Israel one day Israel's new king Ahaziah fell through the lattice work of an upper room in his palace in Samaria and was seriously injured so he sent me- he sent messengers to the temple of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron, to ask whether he would recover. But the angel of the Lord told Elijah, who was from Tishba, go and confront the messengers of the king of Samaria and ask them, Is there no god in Israel? Why are you going to Balzebub, the god of Ekron to ask whether the king will recover? Now, therefore this is what the Lord says You will never leave the bed you are lying on, you will surely die. So Elijah went to deliver the message. When the messengers returned to the king, he asked them, Why have you returned so soon? They replied, A man came up to us and told us to go back to the king and give him this message. This is what the Lord God says. Is there no God in Israel? Why are you sending the men to Baalzebub, the god of Ekron, to ask whether you will recover? Therefore, because you have done this, you will never leave the bed you are lying on, and you will surely die. What sort of man was he? The king demanded. What did he look like? They replied, Uh, He was a hairy man. He wore a leather belt around his waist. Elijah from Tishba, the king exclaimed. Then he sent an army with 50 soldiers to arrest him. They found him sitting on top of a hill. The captain said to him, Man of God, the king has commanded you to come down with us. But Elijah replied to the captain, If I am a man of God... Let fire come down from heaven and destroy you and your fifty men. Then fire fell from heaven and killed all of them. So the king sent another captain with fifty men. The captain said to him, Man of God, the king demands that you come down at once. Elijah replied, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and destroy you and your fifty men. And again, the fire of God fell from heaven and killed them all. Once more, the king sent a captain with fifty men, but this time the captain went up to hill the hill and fell to his knees before Elijah. He pleaded with him, O oh man of God, please spare my life and the lives of these, your fifty servants. See how fire came down and destroyed the first two groups, but now please spare my life. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Go down with him and do not be afraid of him. So? Elijah got up and went with him to the king. Elijah said to the king, This is what the Lord says. Why did you send messengers to above the god of Ekron, to ask whether you will recover? Is there no god in Israel to answer your question? Therefore, because you've done this, you will never leave the bed you're lying on. You will surely die. So Ahaziah died just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Since Ahaziah did not have a son to succeed him, His brother Joram became the next king. This took place in the second year of the reign of Joram's son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The rest of the events in Ahaziah's reign and everything else he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. All right, so this is one of those passages in the Bible where, as a modern person in the Western world, you're kind of like, Elijah, please, did you really have to kill so many people? I don't I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. Plus, I mean, the story itself is super weird. You know, you heard in the reading, it's kind of just like a repetition of the same thing. You know, this, that same command, the same message is just repeated, you know, three or four times here. You're kind of like, what is going on? But for me, the biggest thing that jumps out for me reading this this morning is Elijah's obedience and that's something that I would like just to take a couple of minutes to talk about and see how we can apply that to our own lives so you know most of us know the kind of the backstory of Elijah shows up in first kings and does all this sort of crazy stuff but the amazing thing about Elijah is not only is he really good at hearing God's voice you know he's a prophet he hears from God but he is really 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 obsessed with actually being obedient to it and actually carrying it out And for me, you know, when I read this, Elijah reminds me of a couple of people. He reminds me of John the Baptist in verse, where are we, verse 8 there? (laughs) I I love that. It says they replied, he was a hairy man, wore a leather belt around his waist. That's a really, really small thing. But that really evokes for me imagery of John the Baptist. And, you know, if you've read through the Bible, you've read through the Gospels, you know that actually Elijah and John the Baptist are... They're joined together. You know, a lot of people think that John the Baptist is Elijah come again, and there's definitely a lot of parallels going on. But the other person who Elijah reminds me of here is actually Jesus. Now, in the Gospels, Jesus says something really, really interesting along the lines of, I only do what I see my father doing. And it's that whole idea of obedience and really, really radical obedience where Jesus isn't going to do anything unless he hears from his father to do it. And that's the exact same type of obedience I see here in uh, this passage with Elijah. So (laughs) I even love how we come across Elijah first, you know, the very start of this new book of the Bible, 2 Kings. And the first time we see him is just this guy sitting on top of a hill. You know, verse 9 there says, When they sent the army with 50 soldiers to arrest him, they found him sitting on top of a hill. And, you know, this is this guy who the king's looking for, the king's kind of hunting. And Elijah's just sort of sitting on top of a hill, swinging his legs, waiting around. And I've heard it said before that a lot of people actually think that this is because Elijah was literally just sitting there waiting for God to tell him what to do next. Now, we've no way to know that. We literally have no idea. But I kind of like that idea of Elijah just sitting around, kind of like a a worker or laborer, waiting to see what his boss is going to tell him to do. So Elijah's obedient, and he, he shares this word. And, you know, the word is... Is devastating to the king. The king's angry. And then you've got all the fire and everything like that. But Elijah follows it through step by step. It's like he's assembling a piece of Ikea furniture. You know, he, he literally he doesn't move. He doesn't speak in this passage unless God actually tells him to. What I also think is interesting is that, you know, the first time the soldiers come, fire from heaven. Second time the soldiers come, fire from heaven. The third time, Elijah's probably ready to go. And God tells him, no, 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 go with them. And Elijah's completely cool with it. You know, if I was Elijah, I'd be like, these guys are probably going to try to hurt me. There's a reason why all this fire's falling down. It's probably for my own good. But then whenever God tells him, no, no, go with him, he seems to be completely cool with it. And he changes his plans at an absolute drop of a hat. Another thing that I really like about Elijah is that he seems to be absolutely sold out. He seems to have no other option except obedience. You know, there's no other... Nothing on the cards for him. There's there's no kind of other option except for just to hear God's voice and actually do it. He's sold out and he is absolutely all in. I suppose you see that in, in other prophets as well. Um, Again, th- while thinking about disobedience, something that came into my head was the the call of Jeremiah. And I'm just going to read you a little verse here. It's in uh, Jeremiah chapter 1 and it's verses 6 to 8. So this is a conversation between Jeremiah and Elijah. And uh, Jeremiah says, O Sovereign Lord, I can't speak for I am too young. Now this is verse 7 and I really like how God replies to him. Don't say, I'm too young. For you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people. For I will be with you and I will protect you. I the Lord have spoken. So wherever you get up to today, I just really want to encourage you guys to be obedient in your life. Be obedient to the things that God speaks to you, whether it's something really, really specific for today or generally speaking over the the grand course of your life. Just be encouraged that obedience leads to miraculous things. Obedience leads to blessing. I, I absolutely believe that and I've seen that in my life time and time again. So probably encouraging you not to call down fire. I mean, I'm not trying to limit your faith, but I'm, I'm guessing that's probably not this type of stuff that you're looking to do. But I can promise that if you rise up to be obedient, uh, especially in just the daily step-by-step stuff, you know, if we can be just like Elijah, move when God tells us to move, speak when God tells us to speak, and really, really follow follow him uh, letter by letter, I, you know, I just know amazing things are going to happen in our lives. So... That's all I've got, really, for the, the whole obedient thing. And uh, I'm interested to see see where we go tomorrow. Right, so you, you've heard from me. You've heard from the Bible. We've gone through it together. And now it is your turn. I like to try to finish these episodes at the end of every Devo with just putting seven minutes on the clock. This is basically, I don't know, I'm going to call it guided devotion. I don't know what else to call it. Um, And this is basically a time for you to respond. Um, You know, whether you're in the car, whether you're driving your bike, whether you are out for a run, whatever it is, this is an opportunity just to really have a bit of time with God. And, um, sometimes it's, it's hard to kind of have seven minutes of just silence. So I decided just to, to add this in and just see if it would benefit anybody. And i kind of walk you through We're going to, there's four main things we're going to do over these seven minutes and, uh, just walk you through it. I encourage you to, to really go for it. You know, don't be afraid to speak out loud. Um, you know, if you, you, you would feel weird about that, or there's a lot of people around you, you know, feel free to maybe write it down or, you know, at least just think about it, but this is a time just to still your hearts, get yourself ready for your day or, you know, wind down from your day. And so I'm just going to put seven minutes on the clock here and um, we'll get going. Okay, so the first thing I want us to think about is praise. What are the things that we are thankful for today? You know, what prayers did God answer from yesterday? What What prayers did God answer from a few days ago? What good things happened yesterday that we really want to be thankful for? I encourage you just to just to lift those things up to God now and think about them and even speak them out. Things that you're thankful for. Okay, and the next little thing I would like you to do and we'd like to do in this moment here is just for requests so what are the things in your life that you would like prayer for, could be a personal thing, could be something with your work, could be something for one of your friends, your family members could be a big thing, could be a really really small thing, I always encourage people to don't be afraid to ask for the really specific small things, because then you know tomorrow we can maybe come back and and give praise for them so just in this time it's for things that you need prayers that you'd like to lift up and uh, don't be afraid again just to write them down or, or speak them out all right brilliant third little bit and this is a really good opportunity to put into practice what we were talking about today just that obedience the third bit we always like to do is orders Now, what i mean by that it's basically things that we're going to basically create a space where god can speak into our today what does god want us to do could be something really big could be something so so small like sending someone a text but let's just allow some space jesus We're open to you. Father, we want to hear from you. Give us opportunities to be obedient right now and speak to us about things that you'd like us to do today. Help us not to be too afraid of the big stuff. Help us not to turn our nose up at the small things. Okay, last and certainly not least, the fourth bit is word. And this is basically an opportunity just to allow God to speak a word over you for today. You know, a lot of us, we could really, really do with God speaking into a situation in our lives. It could be maybe a meditation on a memory verse. The one that I am meditating on at the minute is, is really just cliche. It's Psalm 23, verse 1. And it's, you know, it's just really, really helpful for me. And, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. So we're going to give one more minute here just for you to, to allow God to speak to you um, about anything. All right, folks, uh, that's us. That's our seven minutes. And, um, you know, I always encourage you, if, if you got anything out of this, just to write it down, make a little note of it for yourself. I know some of you listening aren't really in a position to do that, but um, so, yeah. Just going to close in prayer here and um, then we'll send you off on your way. So, Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the day that you have given us. Thank you for the Old Testament. Thank you for, you know, Second Kings. Sometimes it get a bit mental. We don't really know what's going on. It, it seems so far away from our life today. And I just pray that you give us wisdom as we go through it. I pray that you will speak to us. You know, we 100% believe that you speak to us through your word. And even a passage like this where it's so much going on and there's fire and there, there's people being burned and you're like, oh, how can I apply this to my life? Um, but I pray that you will really help us just to apply these things and just on that topic of obedience that we were kind of covering today. You know, Lord, I just pray that you help us to be obedient. Um I pray that you help us to number one hear from you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us not in just these times, but also just in, in the other the other times in our life, you know, when we're at work, when we're uh eating our lunch, when we're when we're out for a walk, I pray that you will you'll speak to us, speak to us and that we'll be able to use these opportunities to be obedient. And so Lord, I just pray for us today. You know, the day that we all have ahead of us and each of us have a very different one. I pray that you will help us to be obedient to you. Help us to know that we can tap into you as this amazing, wise counselor, this amazing coach, this amazing father who wants to walk with us through our lives. And so I pray that we really start to tap into that and that we'll be blown away by by what happens. So yeah, I just pray a blessing over each of us. And um, thank you very much for... Um, Today, thank you very much for this passage. And I just pray for every single person who's listening to this right now. And just that you give us a really incredible day where we live for you and where you help us to walk with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks. See you again, hopefully, tomorrow uh, for Chapter 2. It's a pretty interesting one. I'm not going to do every chapter that comes up. uh, uh, You know, if there's one that's just a long list of people. I'm, I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to do a Devo on it. You know. I'm sorry. But uh, hopefully that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, even if it's just feedback, I expect to grow quite a lot doing these. I expect uh, to get better at them. Uh, but this is really just coming from a heart of wanting to serve you and wanting to give you um, a resource or something that will help you in your busy modern life just to find time and find space to hear from God hear from his word and um yeah walk out your faith in the modern life so thank you very much for listening and i hope you have a great rest of your day cheers